0: has created a situation that the people couldn't get out of so that they would know that there's a God in heaven and they were not by themselves. God had hardened the heart of Pharaoh and caused him to summons his best chosen chariots and all of the other chariots of Egypt. Now, you you hadn't been struggling this month because you're weak. You've been struggling because the enemy has sent his best chosen assassins after your faith. But I got good news for you. God's sending his word to heal and deliver today. Verse number three, uh, Pharaoh said to his captains, the children of Israel are entangled and they're shut in. The NIV says uh, they were hemmed in uh, by the mountains and the sea. One translation said, they were in a cul-de-sac with no way out. Now, now Moses had led the people to a scary place. You you really don't know how to walk by faith until you walk through a scary place. Faith is not the absence of doubt and fear because it took faith for them to follow Moses out of Egypt and to Pirahiroth, which the Scripture says it was a gorge, they were they were right at the edge of a seat, but but it was like a cul-de-sac. There, uh, there, there was there was no way uh, out. Uh, the Scripture says it was Pirahiroth. Pa, <laughs> pahara uh, They were on the edge. (laughs) Pahirahiroth. They were right on the edge. See, the enemy will fight you the hardest when you get right at the edge of a breakthrough. When when you're right at the edge, when you're at Pahirahiroth. Don't mess with me, devil. Verse number 10. The scripture says they were sore afraid. Now, now fear, fear will paralyze you. It, f- fear will shut you down so you don't even know what to say. Uh, medical science calls it amygdala hijack when your whole system goes into either fight or flight response. All of your blood rushes, all of your enemy, all of your strength goes into fight mode or into flight mode. It's when everything seems impossible. When you get in this mode, uh, molehills look like mountains. Everything gets negative, and, and you're afraid of everything. The old timers used to call it paranoia. Grandma used to say, that girl, paranoid. Were you afraid of everything? Now, now the hoofbeats couldn't destroy the people, but it was the sound that triggered an old abuse that they had been through in their life. See, see the the hoof the hoofbeats will, will trigger uh, ugly oppression that they'll, they'll they'll trigger the affliction that that you went through years ago you're not even going through it now but but their sound just the enemy that that will trigger trigger things and and the enemy will use this to try to destroy your family destroy your faith destroy your finances destroy your joy destroy your peace in God mm-hmm Verse 11, they said to Moses, were there not enough graves in Egypt? Are, are, are you colluding with Pharaoh? We, knew, we, we know you, you were raised in the palace. Are you colluding now with, with Pharaoh and leading us uh, into this gorge uh, so we'll all die with our families out here in the wilderness? Well, that was a positive attitude, wasn't it? Fear had them talking about an early grave. Fear had thrown them into hopelessness. Fear had them attacking Moses, the one person God sent in their life to help them. They should have been stroking Moses. They, they should have been patting him on the back, saying, Mo, you the man. Just go, Mo. Verse 13. Moses prophesied, listen at him prophesy, fear not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he'll show you today. For the Egyptians who you've seen today, you will see them again, no more forever. Somebody shout, no more Forever. But they couldn't receive it. They, they couldn't receive this because of the sound of the hoofbeats. They, they couldn't receive it because the enemy was painting uh, ugly pictures in their mind. And, and they didn't know to cast down those negative thoughts. And every high thing that exalts itself uh, against the Word of God. They, they, they didn't believe Moses. Even though God sent all the plagues, it was Moses that said, "The Nile River is going to turn into blood, and all the fish in the river are going to die." You talk about a stinking mess. I don't have any fishermen in the house. If you've ever left any catfish guts in a bucket, oh Lord, have mercy it'll knock your head off. it was one big stinking mess and then hailstones destroyed the fields and 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 then and then, and then uh, there was lice everywhere. Uh it caused my head to itch every time I think about it. And th- there was an outbreak of boils all over the people. And and, and it, it's hard to feel good about yourself when you got a big boil right here. Uh-oh. And and then the cloud, oh, the cloud. The, the cloud uh, was leading them out of bondage, leading them away from their oppressor, but they still couldn't receive uh, the prophetic uh, word uh, from the Lord. And listen at Moses, verse 15. He cried out to God. You ever cried out to God and, uh, for a word? And then he just gives you this strange word that seems like it don't make a bit of sense. Tell him to keep moving forward. But 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 uh, but we're him we're in a cultus that the, there's there's no way out of this situation. And the first step for your next miracle is to just keep moving forward. Don't worry about the hoof beats. Don't worry about the negative sounds. Don't worry about the negative voices in your head that say you're not going to make it. God's not going to see you through. I know we saw you through last time. I know the clouds there, but you're not going to make it. See, you've got to keep moving forward in the midst of all of these threats because the miracle was in the moving. If they would have stayed at Parahiroth, you know, next to Beelzephon, Pharaoh would have mopped them up. He would have killed every one of them. So thank God that there was a strong leader that was even kind of scared himself that said, just keep moving forward. See, you need somebody, you need a prophetic voice in your life that'll give you a word in season. And your word this morning, if you have to leave at 11.15, your word is to just keep moving forward, regardless of what health issues, regardless of what financial issues, regardless of what relational issues. Shout out, I'm going to keep moving forward. Because as your day is, so shall your strength be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now they're at the edge of the gorge. And, and, and the enemy, he's, he's barreling down on them. Verse 16, uh, Moses, you're going to lift up your rod. John, I need my rod right quick. What you're going to do now God's so faithful he'll tell you, Levi had a hold to this earlier he was he had it going everywhere uh, he was stretching it out over everybody in the hospitalities there everybody was dodging, but God said, uh, Moses, what have you got in your hand and and Moses is thinking." <laughs> You mean this against 600 chariots? I mean not 600. You mean this over all the chariots and all the captains of Egypt? And you're, and you're going to point to this? I couldn't take out one of them with this. Not in those chariots. It's, a, it's an impossible It's an impossible looking, but but, but when you study the Bible, you'll find that God always worked miracles with what people had in their hand. The lady just had a handful. She said, "Uh, me and my boy is going to eat this and die. And see, that's where a lot of families are today. They're they're just in a hopeless situation. But God said, I'm trying to reveal to you, Moses, uh, what you've got in your hand. Because what I've put in your hand is more powerful than what's in Pharaoh's hand. I don't care how bad it sounds. I don't care how threatening it is to you i put everything in you god spoke to me god spoke to me in the month of august and he said i want you to tell my people i put everything they need in their hand And I'll let some things come against them because the devil's gave them amnesia and they forgot what I put in their hand. If you'll just use what God has put in your hand, if you'll just stay at the computer, and Ron, if you'll just stay under the hood, and Pastor, if you'll just keep preaching the gospel of God, what God has put in your hand, Derek, if you'll keep the drumsticks rolling... So if you'll keep the base going, just use what God has put in your hand and He'll bring a great deliverance. If you believe it, shout, Amen. Number two, the second step for this next miracle that you're walking into during Tabernacles is to use what God's put in your hand. Look at verse 17, God said, I'm going to harden the heart of the Egyptians and Pharaoh, that's all your haters right there, and I'm going to make them come after you. So it wasn't the devil that was motivating Pharaoh, it was God and i was wondering god what's up with that i mean it looks like i mean i mean you could have just kept them at home you could have smote them with blindness huh. but you're the one that hardened their hearts now, i was reading an article uh about uh them sh- shipping cod fish at the turn of the century cod was more you know, it, it was, it was a, 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 in more of a need than salmon is today. So what they did, they caught it on the East Coast. They froze it, sent it to the West Coast, but it had lost its freshness and, and hit its texture. So, so what they did, they decided to send it on train cars and big tanks of water, and they did. But when they got it on the West Coast, even though they were alive, they still wasn't fresh. They had lost their texture. So an old fisherman suggested, put big catfish in those tanks. And the catfish kept the cod swimming all over the tanks. And when they got to the west coast, it was fresh. It wasn't mushy. It was firm, just like it was on the west coast. I don't know why God will harden the heart of Pharaoh and he'll put a Pharaoh after you. It may be that he wants to keep your family fresh. He may want to keep your finances fresh and your creativity fresh. He may want to keep your life fresh and keep you strong. And then verse 19, the angel of God went before the camp of Israel. See, God had a hedge of protection uh, around Israel, and they didn't even realize it. Just like God has a hedge. He's got a spiritual hedge of protection around you, around your family, around your kids, around your job. I don't care how hateful and mean your supervisor is. God's got a hedge around you, and he's protecting you. You remember when Satan came against Job, and he said, you've got a hedge. You've got a hell of a like running now. You got a hedge uh, built around Job. You got a hedge around his kids and, and around his family and around his livestock. You're blessing everything his hands touch and bringing an increase to all of his substance. I need somebody to shout, Thank God for the hedge. Oh, God have my. Now, 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 Israel wasn't in this battle by themselves the angels were there the the spiritual hedge of protection was there moses was there but it was still scary even though god is in a season of miracles that started early this morning miracles can be scary the cloud was leading them it was leading and guiding them. But then your Bible says in verse 19 that the cloud moved around behind them and became their rear guard of protection. Is there anybody in the house this morning if it hadn't been for the Lord just covering your backside? you, you The bigs were coming against you. The big systems of this world were threatening you and you don't even know how you got out of it. But it was the Lord just... Being your rear guard of protection. I'm talking about when you was in the hospital and the doctor was speaking every negative thing he could speak, and God just became your protection. He he became your rear guard. He showed up and made a way when you didn't know how in the world you'd make it through this. You thought it was the end. David said, uh, uh, "My." enemies would have swallowed me up. But the Lord stood by me. The Lord was my protection. The Lord was my guard. The Lord was my shield and my exceeding great reward. If he's ever shielded you, like your pastor said this morning, give your God 30 seconds of high hand praise. talking about when you were crazy and when you were drinking and when you were high on drugs and God caused the bullet to miss you. Or the accident to just pass you by. Come on, you got 15 more seconds to give your God a prayer. Come on, you got 10 seconds. And the third step to this next miracle in this tabernacle season that we're in right now is to remember God has you covered. When the enemy comes rolling in like a flood and it looks like the odds are against you, just remember. God's got me covered. Shout, God's got me covered. And then uh, the cloud, it moves and gets between, verse 20, the Egyptians and the people of God. And it was a cloud of darkness to the Egyptians. Do you see that? But it gave light by night to the people of God so that the one came not near the other, all night. you know how things can get creepy sometimes at night, when you hear things that you normally you don't hear around a house and uh. But the enemy, the enemy was more afraid than the people of God they were in the dark. The people of God were in the light, which is a type of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll lead and guide you and show you things to come. You get revelatory knowledge uh, because of the supernatural light in the night. Though we're living in a dark time, God will light things up. David said, God's word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light in the pathway that I'm taking. I don't like this pathway. Job said, I hate this pathway, but I know he knows the path uh, that I'm taking. Now, let me jump to the New Testament so people don't leave and say, He's not relevant. He's he's living in the Old Testament. He's living in the Dark Ages. Bishop's not fresh. He's lost his texture. 1 Corinthians 10 and 2 says, Paul said, Moses baptized all of Israel in the cloud and in the sea. Now, Now, the cloud in the New Testament... Is a shadow and type of the Holy Spirit. This is the whole Red Sea experience was a shadow and type of our born again experience today. First of all, there was the blood, they had to kill a lamb and put the blood on the doorpost because Moses said the death angel's passing through. Oh God have mercy. The destroyer is passing through this nation destroying families destroying finances destroying. But when that destroyer sees the blood uh, he'll have to pass uh, uh, over that house. Uh, Somebody shall thank God for the blood. Now everybody shall thank God for the blood. I know it's a little old school, but what can wash away my sins? (laughs) Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? (laughs) Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Somebody shout, thank God for the blood. And then, and then, Paul said, that they were baptized in the Red Sea. Every mother in the house will tell you, before there can be a new birth, uh, there has to be a breaking uh, of the water. So so what we see here now is God is birthing a nation. They're going into the Red Sea as slaves, uh, coming, living in poverty all their life. They come out of the Red Sea to walk in newness of life. This is the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, this is the gospel in a nutshell. Paul said in Romans 6 and 3, as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Verse four, therefore we are buried with him by baptism and as Christ was raised from the dead, we rise to walk in newness of life. Thank you for your enthusiasm. God said that's where the power comes from today. It's the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God. It's the power of God unto salvation. You need to tell the devil i'm saved and i know that i am next time he comes to you with depression and fear say devil i'm covered and i'm saved and i know that i am there's some things you gotta know you won't understand everything but you gotta know this that all things paul said one thing I know, all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. That's why you gotta stay in God's purpose. Oh, so they they went into the water, slaves. They came out of the Red Sea, sons and daughters. Now, it does not yet appear what we shall be because our minds have to be transformed. There has to be a season of transformation. Your mind has to be renewed day by day. And I know we've got baby Christians here that are just starting out on this walk. And I know what you're thinking uh, right now. Bishop, I was raised by alcoholic and drug addicts. I I was raised in the ghetto. I was raised in poverty. And my grandpa went out prematurely. Daddy went out prematurely. And it's just in my genes. Uh, uh, No, it's not. No, all that's in the water. See, 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 you forgot when you went down into the water, you came up with new genes, baby. You got the genes and the DNA of Jesus Christ. There's a Jesus in you today. I feel like running there. And greater is he that is there. I'm prophesying to somebody right now that he that is coming after you, shout the greater ones in me. Shall I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Thank you, Got to keep my rod close to me. Genesis, in Genesis 15, 13, your pastor was in this chapter. God spoke to Abraham. Remember when he was in the tent? And he came out of the tent. And God said, there's all your kids and grandkids and great, great spiritual kids and physical kids right there, if you can count the stars. See, Joseph had that gift. He had the ability to look in the natural and see what was going on in the spirit world. But God said, Abraham, uh, your children You don't even have kids yet, but God's calling those things that be not as though they were. Your children... They'll be in a strange land for 400 years. What? But then they're going to come out of that strange land with great substance. And Abraham's thinking, like some of you, all right, all right, I've heard that before. All right, all right. But then God picks up the communication with Moses in Exodus 3.20. God said, God said, I know Pharaoh's not gonna just let you go. See, if you thought you could just breeze in here for 45 minutes on Sunday morning and get loose from Pharaoh, you're wrong, baby. You're wrong. Okay. But God said, somebody shut God's head. I I know, I know Uh, he's going to use his mighty hand to try to stop you, but listen at God talking. Listen at you, that's where you came from. I know you told your kids they came from underneath a rock, but you came from God. You don't have none of my traits. You. you came from God. They said, they said to Jesus when he was preaching, they said, where'd you come from? And where, where do you go from here? Jesus didn't hesitate, didn't clear his throat. He said, I came from my Father in heaven. And I'm going back to my Father in heaven. <laughs> See, you got to know who you are and whose you are here this morning. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. Thank you, Lionel. I didn't even got to the good part yet. <laughs> God said, I'm gonna stretch out my hand. You think Pharaoh's bad. You think the I, I mean you think the world system is bad. You think the court system is corrupt. You think it's corrupt at a federal level. Oh, God help me. Geez. You think the whole system is corrupt. You wait till I stretch out my hand. I still got the whole world in my hand. I've still got every system. I got the bigs, the banking system, the real estate system. I've got the medical system. I got the legal system. I don't care what Pharaoh you will facing today, your God has superiority. We do not serve a peewee Herman Christian that's wringing his hands, uh, wondering how in the world he's going to get you out of this. God has a plan, but you have to keep moving forward to get to his plan. Be seated. I got to hurry. And I'm going to give my people favor. Exodus 321, put it on the screens. I'm going to give my people favor. Shout out, I got favor. See, you need to start telling the devil what you got. I mean, he's been telling you what he's got against you. Every acquisition he can think of, some true, some not true. And you shall not go out of bondage empty-handed. I'm going to put things in your hand. I'm going to load you down with the wealth of the wicked as you're coming out. And the fourth step to your next miracle is to have faith in the prophetic word of God. Now, Paul said in Hebrews 4 and 2 that that there were some that didn't profit from the Word of God because they didn't mix their faith with the Word that was spoken. If you will just wake up your faith right quick. Uh, Wake up. I I, I need some help. Uh, Push three people and tell them to wake up right now. You, you gotta. I know you're trying to get worried. I, I know you're thinking about Pharaoh, but tell them wake up, 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 wake up. You gotta wake up. Something's coming. God's got a plan. God hadn't led you this far to leave you. He said, "I know the plan I have for you." regardless of what the doctor said, regardless of what your boss said. I need a 30 second praise break, I'm sorry. I hear a rumbling in a mulberry tree. they were walking by faith and not by sight. Moses stretched out his rod. And when the people saw the Red Sea part hither and thither their faith started rising. But it was still scary. Come here, Larry, right quick. No, no, bring me the baby. I don't really don't want you. I want the baby. Because the people are they're trying to follow Moses. But Moses looked scared. And the people are thinking, what's holding this wall up? What, what's, what's holding this wall of water up? I'll tell you what's holding it up. It's the word of his power. Paul said he holds all things up by the power of his word, or the word of his power. Baby, you don't have to worry. Things may get scary, but you can walk your kids right through this. You can walk your grandkids right here. You don't have to worry what the doctor said. Because God's Word is holding all things together. If you receive it, give God a high Stephen, come help me. and your family together. It's God holding your kids together. Ooh. God's holding your business together. God's holding your finances I don't know if I agree with all of that. You don't know what's been chasing her. You don't know what's been, you don't know like she knows what God has done for her. You from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Number four. Number four. Have faith in the prophetic word. I mean it worked in two thousand. And it worked in 2019. It'll work in 2020. Verse 25. I'm closing. Remain standing. The Egyptians pursued. Bishop, if it's God, why is it still coming after me? Because God knows what pharaoh to put in your life to keep you fresh, to keep you strong, so that you lose that you keep your texture and you don't lose who you are. Because the enemy will cause you to lose your identity. God gave Mo a a proceeding word. Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone. One word a month won't do you, baby. You go out there, that proceeding word, or you'll miss your miracle. God said, because the people were saying, here they come. Ready or not, here they come. God said, "Moses, stretch for that rod. Let's do that rod thing again." And your Bible said, "God closed the door." Pharaoh, his 600 captains. I'm sorry, y'all are rushing me, see. If y'all let me, if, if, if y'all let me take my time here. Before Mo stretched out his rod again. I mean, what worked before was working again. Because what God is is what he was, and what he does is what he does. The angels started pulling off the wheels of those 600 chariots. I want you to imagine a chariot with no wheels. It's like a lion with no teeth. All they can do is just make more noise. And the enemy said, "Uh Uh-oh. I said, They're enemies and their haters, the ones that were threatening them, said, "Uh Uh-oh. Let us flee. See, the Bible said the wicked will flee when nobody's even chasing them. For the Lord is fighting. Against the Egyptians. I I, I got to prophesy right now. In just a minute. Y'all are just rushing me, see. Wanting me to have that new age spirit on me. But I know a little dab won't do some of you. They start feeling better. Is anybody feeling better yet? Oh, uh, you, 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 you hadn't seen nothing yet. When that door closed, Miriam said, Shazam. And she got her a tambourine. Now, if you try to play a tambourine here in church, security will take it away from you. But not today. So Miriam, you know, she still she's still thinking. But she starts, she gets her tambourine. And your Bible said all the women started dancing. You have enough Pharaohs coming after you, baby. You'll learn how to dance. And they started praising and the fifth step for this next miracle you got to keep a praise in your mouth does anybody know how to play this I may not play but really know how to play it anybody anybody in the house get up here now don't fool around I want you to play it Maria. now I'm gonna prophesy While you're praising God the angels are going to pull the wheels of depression off your life. They're going to pull the wheels of fear off your life. While you're praying, if you're not praising they won't come off. But if your praise is a weapon, God's fixing to pull down strongholds if you've got the faith to praise Him like your Pharaoh is already dead. You've got 60 seconds to give your God a praise. spirit up in the house. If you praise it, I said if you praise it, God will start pulling things off of you. minutes if you need God to pull something off of you give him your best prayer Now listen to me this isn't in my notes I'm just freelancing right now the reason why they were worried they were loaded down with gold and silver and clothes and shoes remember when God told Abraham they go gonna come out with great substance they had to put it on their kids This is generational blessing. Levi came running in to the hospitality. said, Papa, I'm thick. I need to be in the big church. He said, what that? I said, that's my stick. I said, there's tricks in the stick. And he said, let me see that stick, Papa. So he starts riding it. And then he starts pointing it towards people and hitting people with it. See, I can't afford to hit people. They'll sue me. But see, there's in God's presence, there's fullness. There's everything you need. But what I got to show you, the re- the real reason I believe Pharaoh was chasing them, they had all the money. I prophesy debt cancellation. I prophesy, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you're coming into the blessing of the Lord. That that you're coming into the favor of the Lord. Somebody shout favor. No, no, no! Shout it like you believe it. Favor. You're, you're, you're coming into money. You're, you're in, in this tabernacle season that we're walking into today. Thank you, man. In this tabernacle season. Mm -hmm. Mm Mmm. Just quietly, but... I'm wanting to drown out the hoof beats. Just... I want you to leave here with a sound in your spirit. Deuteronomy sixteen fifteen says that during the feast of tabernacles, that God will bless and increase all the works of your hand. Deuteronomy sixteen fifteen. Put that up on the screens. If you're taking medicine, it's eleven fifty seven. I'm sorry. I'm gonna bless and increase. Somebody shout, I'm blessed, and I'm increasing. Shout, I'm blessed, and I'm increasing. And I will surely rejoice. <laughs> Verse 16. Verse 16. uh uh-huh. Okay. This is what we started today. The, Okay, the Feast of Tabernacles. And, and when you come before God's presence, did anybody sense an unusual presence of God? I know some, some, some people just say I'm on steroids, but there was an Aboshataya. There was a Aboshataya. Pat, get ready for that promotion. It doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now I went into a vision this morning. I was up at 4.30, but about 7 o'clock, I went into a vision. And God said, prophesy to my people. He said, by then, I think they'll have faith. I'll have resurrected their faith. Tell them that the blessing and the increase is going to come speedily. Now, we're in a 21-day tabernacle celebration where you were commanded to be rejoicing through this. You have to make the choice to rejoice. You won't hear the hoofbeats if you'll rejoice. But but what I want to challenge you to do, well, I'm having a time with my stick today. Father, thank you for the favor of God that's already brought David's promotion and already brought another stream of income into their family. And Father, we just rejoice in the fact that that you're just loading us daily with your blessings. Thank you, David. Now, now, God spoke to me when I went into this vision, okay. And God said, you know, Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and favor. Somebody shout favor. That that was the word he spoke to me was favor. It's the favor of the Lord. Uh, Run up here, Ron, right quick. It's, It's Ron's birthday today. Run up here, Ron, right quick. Oh, and it's Mary's birthday too. Lord, let the birthday blessing be. Now, now, the boss brought all the heads of the departments in uh, Friday, this past Friday, Thursday. They were all sitting there, and he starts off saying how they've been in the red, all year long in the red. But since Ron Montgomery got there, they, they came out in the black. Now, and Ron called me, in fact, he called me three times. He, he just he, he couldn't get all the testimony out in one call. So he said, and Bishop, I know it's the favor of God. It's on my life. Okay? Somebody shout, the favor of God's on my life. I want to challenge you, Luke 252. If you need the blessing, the increase, and the favor of God in a special way during this tabernacle season, Luke 2:52. I want you to get a $52 seed. And as quick as you want God to bless you, increase you, and favor you, see, some of you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the favor of the Lord. You'd be in jail somewhere. Okay, your family wouldn't still be together. But but if you want the favor of God in that covering over these next 21 days, I want you to get that $52 seed and I want you to come rejoicing. Okay. As quick as you need God to bless you, Father. I stretch out this rod in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for this covering. Father, I thank you for this spiritual covering that you've got around our finances and this hedge of protection. In Jesus' name, as quick as you need God to bless you, I want you to bring your seed. Lawrence. Get back on that organ right quick. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask God to set his rhythm. His rhythm on your life over these next 21 days. Father, in the name of Jesus, you set the rhythm for our business and our finances. You set the rhythm supernaturally and speed things up. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. Everybody stand. I want you to bring something to the Lord. Your instruction is not to come empty-handed before His presence. Bring God an offering, and we'll, we'll see all the men at 6.30 tonight. In the name of Jesus.